the inner machinations of my mind are an enigma. So today's Evan Pod Sega, we'll get started, is Monday, January 14th, uh, also known as Day 24, I believe, of the government shutdown. Day 24 of the government shutdown, but also something like Day 730 of Donald Trump's presidency, uh, which is fine until you realize, like, oh, we're not even halfway through this dude being president of the United States. We are still, we still have like 51% of the way to go. I would call it a home stretch, but um, it's been a home stretch since the inauguration. Uh, with that said, what's going on across the country is that uh, government workers have been furloughed, furloughed, which is not what happens when a Furby gets too excited. Uh, it means all these people have have no jobs. None of the people in the government uh, who work for the certain departments of the government have gotten a paycheck since December 22nd. And what that did is, I read an a article today, Newsweek, I believe, where it said, um, the government shutdown has led Atlanta International Airport to be, quote, a shit show. So, Atlanta Airport been plunged into chaos because nobody will work. They've got three options. They've got their options are, are to show up to work and not get paid, to call out sick you know, use the sick hours that are also not getting paid, or to just quit and find a new job. Uh, the National Guard, for their furloughed workers, suggested that people take up babysitting. And that's exactly how they word it, too. That's not me being, like, insensitive and out of the loop and out of touch as I speak about the government shutdown from my high horse that I rode in, into town on. That's me literally quoting a memo from the, the Coast Guard that said, we recommend you take up babysitting as a way to make ends meet. Take up, ba they phrased it as such, as if babysitting is this fun hobby that we all wish we had more time for. It's chaos. That's what a teenager does to buy, whatever, a ticket to the sock hop or the Sadie Hawkins dance. Listen to me, I sound like I went to high school with the Fonz and Richie Cunningham. We used to take a, take a nickel and go down to the soda fountain and have a have a chocolate Coke. I remember I used to hear older people talk about ch chocolate Cokes or like we'd go get a chocolate soda or like an egg fizz. There's got to be nothing more old-timey for someone to say than we had an egg fizz at the soda fountain. And, and an egg fizz, I believe, is like seltzer water, like like a shot of milk and like an egg is cracked into it. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's sugar, water, eggs, and it's disgusting. It's either this or go fight in the war. Now give me a nickel. Like, all right. I don't know who that, I don't know what that character was. But, um, so yeah, so, so these, these TSA workers have three options, all of which are garbage. Because if I was, do I show up to work if I'm furloughed? No, I call out sick. I'm definitely the guy calling out sick. I maybe show up one day a week being like, oh, the diarrhea cleared up for this one day. Here I am working. So there's no end in sight for the shutdown. And I that got me to thinking, like, who would I bring in? If I could bring in, like, an A-team of mercenaries and soldiers of fortune who would come into the Atlanta airport with me and just whip everybody into shape, who would I bring? And, of course, your, your brain initially thinks, like, oh, well, Sully Solenberger. And, sure... 
But that dude, he hit a bunch of birds with his plane, and and he's a hero. I think the heroes are the guys who fly those planes every day and don't hit birds. I I like I like my pilots not hitting birds and making emergency landings in rivers. I like the pilots that don't do that. Um, person number one on my list of people that I want to help quell the chaos at the Atlanta International Airport is Tom Hanks as Victor Navorsky from The Terminal. Do you guys remember this movie? It's a movie about... Tom Hanks is a foreign man from a country that doesn't actually exist. It's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be like a Bulga- in the Bulgaria area. <laughs> the Bulgaria area. Oh, man. But he's from, supposed to be from like Eastern Europe. But while he's flying from Kirkosia to the United States, there's a full-on military coup in his country. And by the time he lands, that country, like as it was diplomatically, does not exist. So he's refused entry into the United States. So his passport's no good to get him to the U.S., but then his pa- that means his passport's no good to get him out of the U.S., and he has to live in the terminal, hence the title of the film, The Terminal. Uh, I just think this guy is super crafty, so that's why I want him on the team. I mean, he knows the ins and the outs of the terminal, so I think he's going to help alleviate some of the, the stress. And he also, like, his skills are such. His skills are, that he, that he demonstrates in the film, are sandwich building, because he makes a sandwich out of mustard, ketchup, and saltine crackers. He also can... He's good at baggage... He's good at baggage cart handling, which probably could come in handy for alleviating the stress of people in the TSA in Atlanta. And then and then finally, he's actually very good at masonry. So I don't know... I don't know if that one will come into play. I don't know if him building some sort of tile mosaic with water feature would help us in Atlanta. But that being said, it certainly wouldn't hurt in Atlanta. So I think that's what worth worth mentioning. And I think hopefully he can teach all the people in Atlanta um how to love one another. Like he teaches Stanley Tucci how to love um is that what that movie was about? All I remember is the saltine the mustard ketchup saltine cracker sandwich. I don't remember much outside of that. But there we go. That's the first person on my list of people I want in uh on my dream team. To come with me to the Atlanta airport. Second on my team is Wesley Snipes as John Cutter in Passenger 57. And this one, I honestly, out of all the ones I'm going to say, a lot of are like, ha, 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 Tom Hanks is a fictional character from a forgotten Spielberg movie. Sure. But Wesley Snipes as John Cutter in Passenger 57, this is the one I actually think, like, I could do this. I know this whole thing is a joke, but I think I could actually get Wesley Snipes to come like what what else is he doing that he can't come on a few transcontinental flights with me that'd be one of those great things if i'm like walking into tsa pre-check yeah i have pre-check by the way i want to mention that i think that was important for that everybody know that evan fonseca is riding pre-check no big deal but kind of a big deal but me and my buddy ws were walking through security people were like oh man there there's blog seca there goes Blog Sega again, hanging out with the poor man's Wesley Snipes. And then that's when you shoot him a look, and I go, hey, egg on your face, asshole. Wesley Snipes is the poor man's Wesley Snipes. This is him. And then literally we'll get swarmed by, like, tens of fans that are just desperately trying to get a picture with my man Wes. He's lucky it's a dream team to help the Atlanta airport security lines and not a dream team to do my taxes. Because woof, I I think Wesley Snipes' tax returns are probably more incriminating than Donald Trump's. 
And Wesley Snipes went to jail for it. I think that's worth mentioning. People forget he did the time. He did the crime and he did the time. And I think he deserves to be a part of the dream team. He's done his, he's paid his dues. You need to have Wesley Snipes on the team because he's going to provide some sort of like real humbling presence. Because like I said, he's done the time. He's been, he did the crime for the tax thing. So I think he's really going to kind of bring some perspective. <laughs> I might be the only person who's like, yeah, I keep Wesley Snipes around my posse because he gives me perspective. Um, yeah, I need Wesley Snipes to, to give me perspective and to give me gambling advice. Uh, and that last thing, gambling, that's a reference to the famous last line of the movie, Passenger 57, is right before he blows the bad guy away, he goes, Always bet on black, and then he and he, he blows the bad guy away. You don't hear much of that on airplanes anymore. Mostly, all I hear on airplanes is crying babies. Just they're everywhere. Why does this baby need to go to Tahoe? Why is the, get him out of here? Unless you got a water skiing baby who's going to Lake Tahoe to do to do flippies, you know, in the water like a like a Shamu dolphin show. Get that baby off this airplane. Get that, get put that baby back in a bassinet, singing some songs, uh, and wallpaper his room with duckies, cause that's where babies belong. They don't belong on Boeing seven forty sevens. And listen, I don't make the rules of society, the unspoken rules of society, but I follow them. You will never see Evan Fonseca on an airplane with a baby. Like my own, I won't bring my baby on an airplane. I because trust me, I have been on. You'll see me on airplanes with babies for the rest of my life because I don't have any better luck than that. Who's next on my my squad, my airplane squad? We got Bruce Willis as John McClane from Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Die Hard 2, Die Harder um, holds not only, it's not only a good like motion picture sequel, but it definitely holds the record for best motion picture sequel title. Just narrowly, and you know, second place, it, it narrowly is at the top because second place has to go to Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Which, like, I saw Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again in theaters pretty much just because of the title. I thought it was brilliant. I I hope they gave whoever came up with Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, I hope whoever came up with that title, I hope they gave him a one, him or her, a one billion dollar raise. Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Yeah, even though I just had that... I just pr- I just prayed at the altar of the man who named who named the Mamma Mia sequel the man or woman who named the Mamma Mia sequel I just prayed at their altar but uh, Die Hard Two Die Harder still is a better title and so basically this one that movie is about um, like a disgraced U.S. military general I'm I am probably remembering these all wrong this is basically like drunk history it's half remembered film school history. A disgraced U.S. general, he he hacks into the control tower of the Dulles International Airport, so he's giving all the planes the wrong coordinates and the wrong landing strips and whatever, so he's just wreaking havoc, and he says, hey, I'm going to crash all these planes into one another unless you give me a ransom. It's something like that. And then John McClane, though, is at Dulles Airport, because of course he is, because his wife lives in Los Angeles, and he lives in New York City, but now he's in Washington, D.C., because money McLean though we need him on our team in in the airport in atlanta because he's always one step ahead of everybody if you have seen any of the diehard movies you know this is true bruce willis he was he was ahead of the curve um in making wine coolers cool to drink that's the first thing i i knew from a young age 
that I'm someday going to sit on a porch with a bunch of blues men and we're going to sing about Seagram's Golden Wine Coolers and that's going to be fun and then we're going to get a, catch a quick sugary buzz and crash immediately. He showed me that that was cool and it was. You know, he showed me that in the early 90s and then come by the time I was 21, I was like, yeah, it is wet and it's dry. Golden Wine Coolers. Thanks, Bruce Willis. Thanks, John McClane. There's that. And then also, remember, he, he was the one who was, he knew how the, good the food was at Planet Hollywood. He knew how good the food was at Planet Hollywood, and he knew how stylish those big red, white, and blue leather jackets were. Bruce Willis has done more for this country than the current sitting president of the United States. So we need McLean. He's a hustler. He's one step ahead of everybody. And we need a hustler who's going to stay one step ahead of the Atlanta TSA and then nine steps ahead of the terrorists. Because if there's one thing John McLean does is he, he, does, he does terrorists in. He does them dirty. Just don't ask him to take his shoes off at TSA check-in. Next up on my list of people I want that I would want at the airport with me, you got to have Dane Cook. Because Dane Cook once played a character named Dusty Crophopper in a movie called Planes. And if you don't know the Planes movie, consider yourself like you lived a blessed life. Because the Planes movie is an offshoot of... You know, it's a strange stepbrother-like offshoot of the Cars franchise, which in itself is a strange offshoot of the Disney Pixar franchise. Cars, Marvel Disney, excuse me, Marvel Disney, Pixar Disney has made movies about talking toys and then elder abuse and vermin. And then out of nowhere, we've got this film about anthropomorphic cars, which, like, I don't get it. Because like, John Lasseter took one road trip once and was like, yeah, that's it. It's a, it's a car. It's a movie about cars that speak. And I don't even want to get started. And I thought about this earlier, how the tow truck is dumb. Like all the other cars are like, hi, how are you? Oh, welcome to our small town. Yeah, I, I run the gas station. And the other one's like, I run the general store. And then the fire truck was weird. He doesn't talk. It was like, a, the, what, I think that's supposed to be ironic that the fire truck that should be loud with a siren, he doesn't speak. <sighs> that's not funny. That's just, whatever. They thought that the irony was hilarious. So, but the other thing is then the tow truck is like stupid. It's Larry the Cable Guy. He's like, hey, I'm dead, dirty, baby, do. I don't know if that was like a, if Larry the Cable Guy and Ernest had a baby. Hey, Vern, 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 get her done. Those are my impressions. Those are the only two impressions I do are Ernest and Larry the Cable Guy. But remember, the tow truck was stupid, which I think is some sort of commentary on American class politics, which I don't know if Disney even thought they were doing. But planes, okay, so then planes is an offshoot of cars, and it's about planes. Uh, they really didn't bury the lead on that one, which, you know, God bless them. And Dane Cook plays the, he plays the voice of a crop duster named Dusty, um, because they really shot for the moon. And But that, what's important, though, is this, is that, you know, McLean's there to kind of anticipate and we've got uh, uh, Victor from the terminal is there because he can kind of navigate the landscape. And you've got Passenger 57 there, Wesley Snipes, just because he's available. So why do we need Dan Cook? Because we need someone who, who has been, he has been a plane. He can think like a plane. He knows what's going on inside the head of an aircraft. And that's why you need him. 
you need that guy with that that insight. So that's why we have Dane Cook on the team. Finally, we got George Clooney as Ryan Bingham in Up in the Air. And if you've ever seen this movie, it's a great movie. I'm not trying to 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 take away the merits of Up in the Air, but if we ever talk about this um, about this movie in person, don't talk to me about. Anna Kendrick's hairline in this movie. It's, it's, and it's crazy because she has the same hairstyle in Pitch Perfect 1 where it's just, you know, kind of a ponytail pulled back tight. But for some reason, her hairline and up in the air, it's like halfway down her forehead and it's, and it's like jagged. I don't know. It doesn't look like her. And I wish I had a time machine because if I had a time machine, I'd use it to go back in time and I would cuss out the hair and makeup department of up in the air and then I would travel back to my own timeline and I would destroy the time machine because no one mere mortal man should be responsible for the awesome responsibility that is the ability to time travel. But if you've seen the movie Up in the Air, uh, Clooney plays like a real, he's a, I mean, he plays a real, that was the best way to describe it. I was like, you know, he plays like a real Clooney type. He's, he's suave and he's always on airplanes. And the thing is this, though, I feel like if I approached him to come with us on the Atlanta trip, he'd probably think we were heisting the Atlanta airport because he'd be like, oh, a bunch of like, oh, oh all my famous friends and we're going to go to an airport? It sounds like a heist. Sounds like I should call Brad Pitt. No, don't call Brad Pitt. I don't want him here. He's going to eat everything. It, it's the Atlanta airport. You know how much there's a restaurant called Ludacris's Chicken and Waffles. And I can't risk... Uh, leaving sticky maple syrup fingerprints on the vault when we heist the secret recipe to the onion and mushroom gravy they serve on the grits there at the chicken and waffle stand. But may, may, may one thing very crystal clear is that I'm not doing all of this as some sort of angle to heist the vault for the onion and mushroom gravy recipe at Ludacris's Chicken and Waffles. That's not what we're doing here. And I am offended if anyone out there is listening, thinking that I've got Tom Hanks, Wesley Snipes, Dane Cook, uh, uh, George Clooney, and Bruce Willis all together so we could rob uh, the secret spice profile of a proprietary spice blend at a airport restaurant. Okay, now I'm stressed. Now I'm stressed that, that people think that's why I'm, I'm doing this. That's not why I'm doing this. I wish I had George Clooney here right now with me. And we would go to the Chili's to go in Terminal 14. And we would have like 19 $1 Long Island iced teas. That's 19 Long Island iced teas. But if you did the math, that's like two normal Long Island iced teas. I guess that means we have to drink... Something like $41 Long Island iced teas to even catch a buzz? Man, no wonder it's chaos in Atlanta. I got to drink 45 Long Island iced teas to catch a buzz before my flight to Myrtle Beach? No thanks. No thanks. All right, so there you go. Pod Sega for January 14, 2018. Hopefully I can get one of these out every day. I had a blast doing it. It's fun to kind of, as always... I say as always because it's almost like, oh, am I listening to a podcast in motion? Yeah, maybe. As always, please rate and subscribe on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, 
uh, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you listen to this, please rate and subscribe to us. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Let people know that you enjoy the show, or you know, let people know that you don't enjoy the show. And I will, I will find you, and uh, you'll give you a stern talking to. And yes, that is a verbal threat. Of that's a verbal threat of a verbal threat. So from here on out, you know where to find me, evanfonseca.com for the blogs, the news, everything else is there. Twitter and Instagram, at the Evan Fonseca. I do use the the Evan Fonseca because there's a lot lot of fake Evan Fonsecas out there, and they all want a piece of me. So uh, we'll see you next time, everybody. Uh, Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a shout-out, however you want to do it. This is Evan Podsega, episode one, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.